WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com. .com to start winning. Hey, what's going on Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guy Cody here, also joining me from the No Horsing Around Colts podcast himself, Mr. Zach Boyd, Zach, first off, congratulations, my friend, on reaching that 1,000 subscribers milestone. It's a big milestone, man. I'm really excited for you and Steven. Um, man, just congrats. Thanks, man. I mean, uh, we really, really worked hard to do that, and you guys played a big part in that. I mean, you guys were always there for us, helped us out, and just excited to expand our voice and expand the opportunity to just get to know more and more Colts fans because uh, I think that we have an underrated, you know, just an awesome fan base. Um, they're very passionate about winning and football in general. Um, so, yeah, uh, super excited about where our show's going to go and thankful to be back on yours today, man. Yeah, absolutely. You talk about the fan base. Passionate is certainly a word I would use. Um, and I think the topic of this video is going to rile up some people, whether they're, you know, kind of on the same trend of thought that I'm on or you're on or whatever, or if they're the opposite. I think there's going to be a lot of discussion that comes from this video. And that's honestly what we want. You know, as long as we keep it civil, you know, you can have a different opinion than me and that's totally fine. So, you know, I was kind of thinking today, though, Zach, I put a tweet out there and it got a lot of interaction. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to actually want want to get somebody on here, kind of discuss it. So, you know, there's been all this hype around Russell Wilson, around Aaron Rodgers, around even Derek Carr, right, to the Indianapolis Colts potentially this offseason. And there's been some other names as well that have been thrown out around there. My thought is, I think right now, and again, this could change very quickly, it's the NFL, I don't see the likelihood of really any of those things honestly happening for the Colts. You know, based off of kind of what we've heard about how the Packers, for example, want to commit to Aaron Rodgers, how the Seahawks, Pete Carroll came out and said, we don't, we're not planning on trading Russell Wilson. And then Josh McDaniels has kind of doubled down as well on Derek Carr. So I was kind of thinking this scenario, you know, if none of those top three guys really are there, none of those, you know, quote unquote, noticeable upgrades are there for the Indianapolis Colts. Would it make logical sense? I have two scenarios in my mind. Number one, we can talk about this one first here and debate it, and then I'll go to the second one. Number one, would it make sense to number keep Carson Wentz on the roster for another year? You know, you have him under contract um, for a couple more years. You keep him on the roster for another year, and then you draft a rookie quarterback. Whether that be you trade up and back into the first round, you fall in love with a prospect, you draft him, he sits on the bench for one year, and then if you don't like how Carson, if he didn't improve at all, or he starts stinking it up, maybe that quarterback gets some, you know, some time this next season, or certainly the season after, and then potentially you take a shot on your guy. Or this is the second scenario, which we'll talk about. You know, you potentially cut Car or trade Carson Wentz, and then you go draft a guy. Let's talk about the first scenario really fast. The scenario of you keep Wentz and you also draft a rookie. What are your thoughts on that, Zach? So for me, you know, and I put a lot of thought into it, honestly, Cody. Um, 
I, I don't think that they will do that, if I'm being 100% honest. I don't think either way. From what I can tell and from just the little bit of interaction that I've had with some Colts beat writers, you know, I've built a little bit of a relationship. I think it has less to do with on the field. Well, it has to do with on the field, obviously, but it's off the field things, um, the behind the closed door things. And I just don't think that at the end of the day, I don't think that the, the decision makers necessarily want Carson Wentz to come back and lead this football team. That's my personal opinion. That's my take on it. I understand the argument, though. Like, it's a good argument. Um, I've probably been on the side of saying instead of doing that, maybe they sign a free agent with high, high upside and still draft someone in this draft like you'd mentioned earlier. Um, and then, you know, obviously knowing that, hey, you've got an opportunity to come here and prove yourself around the league, maybe get a bigger contract, whether it would be with us or with someone else. But knowing that we're we're honest, hey, we have the option to go out there and, you know, and, and pick one of these rookie quarterbacks. I know this isn't what we would call a quote unquote great rookie class. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. Um, but I have to believe in this class, if you do your diligence, I have to believe there's an upgrade there. I mean, I just think that it would be it's almost impossible, Cody, for me to think that there's not one guy in this draft class that would change your team for the better. And that's just my personal belief. Um, I am obviously if anybody's listening to any of my content, I don't love Carson Wentz. Um, but I understand the argument. It makes sense to me. You know, like like if you just can't get better, if there's just nothing to do, and I would agree with you, Cody, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, it's not going to happen. I mean, most likely it's just not going to happen. I think those teams are going to keep those guys. Um, it's, we can want that to happen so, so much. I just don't see it, man. I just I just don't see those teams letting those guys go because it's so dang hard to get somebody like that back, right? Like you might go look at the position we're in. You may go five or 10 years before you have an opportunity to get a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers, you know, or even a Derek Carr back, you know, in the building. So um, I don't see, I don't see us going that route. A guy I've mentioned and people just kill me over this is a, is a guy like Jameis Winston, who obviously has his warts. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the guy, I mean, he's the only 30 for 30 guy, right? Like he's the only guy right. who threw 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns in a season. But below that, beneath that surface, I think there's something there for him, honestly. Like uh, I, I think that, you know, Sean Payton had something going with him. He, he, he had kind of gotten into his head. We've seen what Frank Wright can do with players like that, you know, that have a high upside and say, hey, listen, we just need you to make the right play. And I think that's the most frustrating part Um for Chris Ballard, Jim Ursay, for fans in general, he just didn't make the layups, you know. I, and, and 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 a lot of people will point back to you know maybe the Cardinals game where he made a great throw, but that's one great throw, you know, in a season where he could have made many great throws or just. I mean, if he hits T.Y. Hilton down the sideline, I mean the guy runs wide open for a touchdown, you know, on an easy easy pass. And just for me, I I, I think the Colts move on. Um, and I'm interested in your take and just your idea behind that. Oh, I think regardless of what you do, like if you decide to move on from Carson Wentz, I'm fine with that, you know, but I think you simp I think the worst possible scenario is if you just outright cut him. I just think that's a dumb move in my opinion, because there's gotta be some sort of value. I mean, if a guy like Mitchell Trubisky is viewed as a starting quarterback in this league, Carson Wentz has to be worth at least a third round pick. I think if not better, in my opinion, because like, from a stat standpoint, what, 27-7? Like, 
in terms of touchdowns and interception. I know that's probably a little bit skewed because there's probably some other things that could have happened. But, you know, overall, I don't think Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. I think he's about an average quarterback. And I think he would still, with how important that position is, if there's a team that's looking to just get a guy in there to compete, I definitely could see the Colts getting some sort of value. I just think it'd be very silly to just outright cut it. So that's kind of my thing. If you go and you find, you know, look at all these other free agent quarterbacks and none of them really like stand out to you. And you're just like, I mean, we could just keep Carson for one more year. I get the leadership thing. Like if they decide that, okay, I totally understand that. But, but you know, like if that's not actually the case, like then I have no issue with keeping him for one more year and then going and, you know, drafting a guy as well. I think, um, that would be honestly the obviously the best case scenario is getting you know a stud quarterback, but I don't know how realistic that is. But if you're able to you know go get a guy like like you know I don't know throw in one of those quarterbacks that could be potentially fringe round one round two guys with a lot of upside. I mean that's kind of what you know in a certain way. I know it's obviously a lot big different uh, scenario here, but like you know you think of the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. I mean they they took him, they traded up to get him. And then what did they do? They sat him for a year behind Alex Smith, you know, and I think it could, and it could, it may not be, but it could be a similar scenario to that where the Colts elect to keep Wentz or if they just bring in a veteran quarterback, you know, and they trade Wentz or whatever. um, And they just, they just let it ride for one year and they give the guy a chance to grow and learn. Cause I mean, out of all these guys, any of these guys right now, they're all projects. Let's be honest. They're all project guys. If you take them outside of really the top 10 and even so, some of those guys are projects still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think overall, I, I I just would would not be opposed. I was so opposed for a while to drafting a quarterback, but I wouldn't be as opposed. Now, there are people, Zach, who would say, your roster's ready to win now. Why would you go bank it on a rookie? You know, what would you say to that? Well, for me, I wouldn't bank it on the rookie. I think I think the scenario is you're going to have a veteran guy because this team's built to win now. You can have both. Like like you mentioned earlier, you know, you brought Patrick Mahomes in, you sit him out a year. These guys are obviously developmental quarterbacks. There's no surefire day one, hey, he's going to be the first pick in the draft. Um, so you're going to want to develop him. But you have an opportunity to develop them. And I just don't see a scenario if you go that path where you bring back Carson Wentz because Carson doesn't like that. He hated the fact that Jalen Hurts was there. They want to win this year. And having that friction in that locker room with a Carson Wentz knowing that his heir apparent's basically just waiting to take his spot, I don't see how that works. So in that scenario, if you were to keep Carson – I don't see how you would draft somebody because I just don't feel like that the locker room is is, is going to be able to last the season. Um, and I've always said Carson's going to have a better market this year as far as trades, kind of going back to your point. I think a third-round pick's very, very uh, feasible because when you look at it, these teams are all going to want the same guys, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson. When they all find out these guys are actually a no-go – what do you do? You go to the next best option. Well, what's the next best option? Jimmy G, Carson Wentz, right? Well, one guy's getting ready to have sh- a shoulder surgery. So now Carson Wentz has now become the hottest commodity, and you've got an, an opportunity. If you can get a couple king, teams in a bidding war, you might be able to get better value. You know, I think from what I've heard is the Colts are going to be willing to pay some of that 
you know, some of that salary this year in effort to get a higher draft pick, which I think is genius. It's the same thing that, you know, the Eagles did with us. They were willing to pay so much of his contract up front so that we would go ahead and give them higher compensation that would turn into that first round and that third round. I think you get a third round pick. I think if you're like lucky and and the football gods fall down on you, you get a second round pick for them. Um, But I think there's a market. I think there's going to be a market. And I think once we get through this combine session next week, it's going to be business time because then we're going to start creeping into that, that free agency tampering period and decisions are going to have to be made at that point. Now, the good thing that the Colts have going for him is he doesn't have to be cut till technically two or three days after the season starts. We could already have a deal in place during that tampering period and sign one of these free agents. You know, I keep coming back to Jameis Winston just as a reference. You could have a deal in place with him and say, "Okay, I got my guy. We got our deal in place. Now we could feel better about trading him or cutting him. But I'm with you, man. You would you just don't cut them and get nothing for them. I mean, I don't care what it is. You get something back for a guy who you just gave up two picks for a year ago. Exactly. Yeah. Now, would you be completely uh, against if the Colts traded up? They fell in love with a quarterback prospect. They traded up. They believed in this guy, and they didn't really bring in any veteran competition. What would be your thought on that if they went if they elected to go that route for some reason? I I just don't see it. I just don't see a guy day one that could come in there and really compete I mean maybe they go that route you know I have always felt like this was the most Chris Ballard ish quarterback draft because what does Ballard hate doing giving up high draft picks he hates giving that capital up he'd rather be receiving draft capital than giving it up well this is a year where you don't have to be quite as competitive there is a major difference from moving into the middle of the first round to moving all the way up into the top five. I mean, what they're going to ask for you to move up into the top five, I mean, you're going to have to give up picks for multiple years, multiple picks for multiple years. You probably won't have to give up quite as much. I would think in a perfect world, you get a third round pick for, for Carson Wentz. Now that's a pick that you can trade and package up. And if you really found a guy that you fell in love with, you would want to trade up. And here's why. If you could do kind of like the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson, you want him on the first round deal. So you get the fifth year player option with your guy. You don't want a quarterback on a four year deal, in my opinion, not when you're taking your franchise guy and the possibilities. If we find our guy and hit our guy in the draft of this football team and what you could do to build around him on a rookie deal. I mean, you're thinking Jonathan Taylor, Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson. You're able to sign all of these guys with ease and bring in other players, which I believe this year is going to be the most active you've seen Chris Ballard. I think he's going to swing for one of these wide receivers, and I actually think he's going to swing for a tight end and a wide receiver. That would be my guess. Um, But who really knows what's inside of Chris Ballard's mind? (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, even if you draft a rookie and you play him, he's going to have some hopefully – you know, if he does that, he's going to have some good weapons around him yeah. with already the best running back in football, arguably, yeah. and a really good offensive line. So, like, th- this quarterback, if you did draft one, you'd trade up to get one, he's going to be in a really good scenario. Or even if you, you know, sign the guy, you sign the guy in free agency and you draft a guy, I mean, either way, they're going to be in a pretty good scenario there. So I would agree. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you there. Um, I would personally like to do that if you do move on from Carson. I would like to go sign a guy in free agency, you know, a veteran. It doesn't have to be your future at all, you know. 
Um, and I, I'd have to look at the free agent list. The only one, you know, you talked about Winston. I mean, he's got the potential for sure, um, but I'm always scared off by that 30 for 30 thing. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and just all the hijinks and crap that happened early in his career. I'm just like, oh, I don't know how. Uh, no, it, it, you're, you are 100% fair and right to, to say that, Cody. I mean, like, there is baggage that comes with a guy. I just feel like that he is the most capable if you were ever to have you know and i kind of almost hate this frank reich is a quarterback whisperer but if you were ever able to get a hold of a quarterback and turn him in the right direction he's got isn't he kind of the opposite of carson like carson gets as a not a knack for being small in big moments where Jameis winston you almost got to pull him back like hey dude like you, you don't have to do all of this you know what i mean like just make the just make the easy read. You don't have to throw the ball 60 yards, you know, and let's not forget, I believe he threw for over 5,000 yards. I mean, I know he threw for a lot of interceptions and he threw for a lot of touchdowns, but this guy was running for his life. I mean, you know, and, and he was just in a situation where they were constantly always behind. And if you remember back, we played them and he had a comeback victory that year, his last year in Tampa Bay, where he was just throwing the ball left and right, left and right. Um, even through a pick six in that game, but still came back and won that game. Um, just a thought, you know, I, I don't think there's a great option at free agency, but just a thought. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you would do that knowing that he's probably not your future, um, but you know, he's still, it's a talented guy. You can, you, you, you can potentially get some be better plays out of, you know, you can potentially get the best version of him. I mean, you look at Frank Reich, pretty much every quarterback they brought in has had a better season the next year with Frank Reich than they had the previous season. Yeah. I mean, every single quarterback has actually that you look, you think even Andrew Luck had his probably one of his best seasons in 2018 with Frank Reich. Um, and that was coming off that injury as well. And then Phillip Rivers, same way. Um, and then even Carson Wentz, like he did. He had a better season than he did in 2020. So, I mean, I'm just like, at this point, bring in Frank Reich, bring, just bring in a bunch of multiple clay at quarterback yeah. for Frank Reich. And I'll be happy because I really honestly feel like his track record speaks for itself. It really does. And, and I do think that, you know, Carson's lack of play, you know, the lack of ability that he showed I even said it at the beginning of the year, Zach. I said, if Carson Wentz fails in Indianapolis, it's Carson Wentz's fault. It's not Frank Reich's fault. And I, I still believe that. I think it's Carson Wentz's fault, honestly. Now, obviously, the team needs to play better as well down the stretch. You know, it's a different conversation for a different time. But you know what? Like, I think Carson Wentz deserves a lot of that blame as well. So, yeah, it's a very interesting conversation nonetheless. And I'm sure there's going to be people who very much disagree with what we said. There's going to be people who agree with us. Guys, like I said at the beginning, you don't have to agree with us. Let's just be kind, though. I, we enjoy conversation, but if you're going and attacking and calling us names, like we're not going to respond to that. And you're not going to be on this channel. You're going to be out of this channel. I'm just going to say that. So, but Zach, thank you so much, man, for um, just coming on, man. I know Colts Twitter is an absolute dumpster fire right now. Just social media, anything around the Colts, everybody has an opinion on what they think the team should do. Um, I appreciate your opinion on what you think the team should do. Um, it's going to be a very interesting offseason. I think this is the most, for me, the most intriguing offseason for a long time, probably in the Chris Ballard era, honestly, um, up to this point, because it's kind of like the team's backs are against the wall, whether they say it or not. They are. Like, you know, you have not won your division ever since this regime started. So, like, it's time to start changing some things around here. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I think this will be, like, the most un- orthodox Chris Ballard version that you've ever seen. 
I don't expect him to like just go outside of his mind and just like start going like Ryan Griggs and esque, you know what I mean, and just buying everybody up. But I think he swings for I think he swings for a couple chips in free agency. And I think he I think he has a plan to build for now and for the future. And I don't think that plan's gonna be Carson Wentz. Um that's just me. Um if so, I, at the end of the day. We can argue. We can get mad. When week one starts out, whoever our quarterback is, I will support the Indianapolis Colts because that's what I do. I've loved them for over 30 years, and and I'll continue to do that, even if I disagree. Um, But that being said, I don't know, Cody, if if, if I were Chris Ballard, if I would bet my future on Carson Wentz. You know, I don't know if I would do that personally, but they're inside the building. They've had conversations with him. They're with him every single day. Um, And that being said, they know they know best um, and they know more about him and his character than I ever will. So, yep. I mean, I think it's been pretty obvious they're they're very noncommittal to him at this point. So we shall see, though, man, it's going to be very interesting um, in the next couple of weeks. What's going to go down at the quarterback position? Chris Ballard said you're going to see very soon what's going to be happening at the quarterback position. Um, We shall see, guys. I don't know. But thank you guys so much. Thank you, Zach, for coming on. Really appreciate it as always, my friend. And uh, yeah, where can people find you and your work? Yeah, you could check uh, myself out at, at Colts Nation three six five on Twitter. Um, we also have the No Horsing Around podcast. Um, we're live up on on YouTube. Uh, we've just got a channel like Cody mentioned earlier. Just went up over a thousand subscribers. It's just a great place to kind of get in and talk and use your voice and have a great conversation um, and debate. And like Cody mentioned earlier, you know we. We're good with a healthy conversation. Let's just keep it, you know, clean and let's just keep it fair and, and let's not do any name calling and let's be respectful of each other. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, when you're not when you're not listening to the to the bring the juice, you can, you can head on over and check us out as well. Yeah, guys, be sure to do that. Um, you can type in No Horsing Around Podcast. I'm pretty sure it shows up. I know if you type in like Colt stuff, occasionally your your guys' videos will show up as well. So if you guys see them, hit subscribe to their channel. They do great work over there, Steven and Zach. And be sure to follow on all the social media stuff as well. So, all right, that'll do it for this one, guys. Let us know your thoughts on this conversation. Good conversation. We may not agree. Let us know in the comments below. All right, guys, thank you so much for all your support. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.